Welcome to the Nonprofit Answers Podcast, where you find answers to your marketing and fundraising questions. You will learn how to raise more money to help more people. And now your host, Jeremy Rice. As if the end of the year isn't busy enough with all of our fundraising campaigns, we now have to consider what to do with our annual report. Many nonprofits create an annual report to highlight their successes and accomplishments throughout the year. Have you stopped and thought about your annual report more strategically? Today's question is a broad one, and I dive into why you produce an annual report, who your audience is, what you should include in your annual report, and what your annual report is likely used for. I know you'll get a lot of value from today's episode as you're planning your next annual report. Hey, Jeremy, my name is Julia, and we are working on outlining our annual report. Any tips or ideas to produce a great annual report? What a wonderful question, Julia, and one that is very timely as we had just had this conversation at Food for the Hungry. We're making a strategic shift in how we message our annual report this year and what we're including in it. First, let's dive into who we are creating our annual report for. So for different nonprofits, the audience may vary as to who is actually going to be using the annual report. Some nonprofits send it to all donors. Others just send it to key segments of donors, such as monthly donors and major donors. At Food for the Hunger, we send it to major donors. We send it to some of our mid-level donors, and we use it as a piece to promote our work throughout the year. We send the digital version, so we do a print version and a digital version. We send the print version out to all donors, out to everybody on our email list, so that they can see the things that were accomplished this year with their help. So the question then is, who should you send yours to? It's a great question, and the answer depends on what your goals are for your annual report. In our case, it was a piece that's designed to reinforce our work. We include an envelope for someone to respond with a gift if they desire to. We don't include an appeal in there. It's just an envelope so they can easily send in a gift if they want to. The annual report is used throughout the year as a part of our process to engage with major and mid-level donors. I bet if you dig into your organization, you'll find that the annual report is almost used like a general brochure. It introduces people to the organization. It shows the impact that they could potentially make as a donor. It might be used with foundations, with government grants, and other places to explain the story of who you are. As I mentioned, we send our printed annual report, we send it to major and some mid-level donors, and primarily we send it to them because of the cost of the printed piece, meaning that we don't send it to all of our donor lists. It's just, it costs us too much money to send out to everybody. We do create a digital version. Some years we've created a, a more complex digital version. Most years we just create a PDF. There's some flipbook style services, plugins for your website that you could use to create a PDF online that people could easily flip through on your website that's embedded into a landing page. There's lots of different opportunities in digital. What we found is that in the years that we've created a more complex digital version that's got integrated video and stories and more information, that the number of people that actually tune in and read that thing or view um, the videos is so small that we ended up just moving towards just having a PDF with a flipbook style presentations in some years. That digital version, we do send that to everyone on our list. You know, there's no cost there for us to send it to everyone on the list. So for anyone who might be interested in learning about what we've done over the past year, we think it's a great tool to really communicate successes that they've been a part of. So what is the goal of your annual report? This goes uh, really hand in hand with who the audiences are. There's a couple of things here. There's five major goals that, that I think your annual report wants to achieve. The first one is to show the impact of your work. The annual report really is a tool that helps build trust with donors when they can see the impact of the work that you're doing, then they can really think that their donation is going to be equally used as well. Second, it's used to show successes. 
So you do have successes over the year of program work, of campaigns that you've run, of things that you've done. You want to show these successes um, to your donor audience. Now, these are successes of things that you've accomplished, not just activities you've done. There's an there's important distinction there. You don't really want to talk about just activities. Activities don't really produce much. It's not the activities that are important. It's the accomplishments of what you have done. And that brings us to number three, which is to highlight what the donors have accomplished. I'm going to talk about this in a second, but you know, in the past, you know, we've been very organizationally focused in our annual report, which, you know, by its nature, you would think just common sense says it should be organizationally focused. But when you get down to who the audiences are that are going to read this, you really need to focus on the donors and tell the story of your organization's successes through the eyes of what the donors did, not what you did. Fourth, you want to highlight new programs. So when we start a new area of work, then we're going to highlight that in our annual report and highlight the successes of starting that area of work. It's a great tool for donors to see the breadth of what you accomplish and the breadth of um, what you're trying to do with your work. And so by highlighting new programs, if you have any, then it uh, allows for donors to contribute to something they may not have contributed to in the past. And then number five, uh, to report your financials and other stats. We're going to get into details about, you know, that when we talk about what goes into an annual report. But, you know, just to say, when you report your financials and other stats, you don't have to go into such great detail as, you know, listing everything in there. You want to definitely report out your financials and report other key statistics, but you don't want to inundate your readers with the, they get bored, they won't read it. So if your audience for your annual report is a segment of your donors, like especially major donors, then how should you write your annual report? Now, this is an area that we've not been that strong in the past, and we intend to fix it in this year's annual report. As I look around at other organizations' annual reports, I see a common thread where many nonprofit organizations are writing from a point of view that is a mistake. And the mistake that we write the annual report from the organization's point of view instead of the donor's. The language is almost self-congratulating. We pat ourselves on the back for our accomplishments. We talk too much about ourselves, and we don't talk enough about the donors. We use I and we more often than you or your. Sometimes when I, last year when I read the first draft of the president's letter that we included in our annual report, there wasn't a mention in there at all about the donor. There was no you or your. It was all I, we, us, what we accomplished. You really want to tell the story of your accomplishments through the viewpoint or the lens or the filter of the donor's point of view. Ultimately, if you sum up how the annual report is supposed to make a donor feel, it's a feeling of trustworthiness. You want the donor to read the annual report and believe that your organization is a good place to invest. So let's talk about seven things that really uh, are essentials that need to go into your annual report. First, you want to include stories of impact. These are stories that show how a donor made an impact and changed the life of beneficiaries that you work with at your nonprofit. Best stories need to include photos, videos, where you can link to a video on a landing page, visuals. Telling your story through photos and visuals in the annual report is really crucial. People oftentimes will skim the annual report, and having photos in there will make an impact on them if they don't sit down and take the time to read the entire story. Second, you want to tell stories of how your organization has changed donors' lives. Do you do this? Do you do this at your nonprofit? Do you tell stories of donors who have been impacted? You see, one of the promises a lot of organizations make, even if it's an unsaid promise, is that when you give as a donor, your donation is going to change your life as well as the beneficiary that you're serving. So tell stories of donors whose lives have been changed. If the target audience for your annual report, the, the majority of the people that are going to see in your report and take action are major donors, then be sure to include some major donor stories of things that they've seen in your work and why they invest in your work. 
readers, um, donor, major donors, especially when they see other major donors giving to your organization and they learn the reasons why, they can relate to those reasons. And so they're going to want to give too based on the fact that someone else has trusted your organization and is giving. Third, you want to highlight your major programs and your successes. And so your major programs are the things that you're um, doing in the field and the successes are the accomplishments of what you're able to achieve with those programs in the past year. Again, tell the story from the point of view of the donor. What, is the, what was the donor able to provide? Did you uh, provide clean water to a community of a thousand um, families in Nicaragua last year? Tell that story from uh, the point of view of how that donors or, or donors came in and provided that clean water. Were you um, able to provide shelter for 300 homeless men last Christmas season? You know, tell that story of the donors that came in and the volunteers that came in and provided food for these men, the donors that came in and provided the money necessary so that these men could have a shelter uh, at the coldest time of year. Fourth, what you want to go into your annual report are accomplishments, not just activities. We, I mentioned this earlier. You want to talk about the things that you accomplished in your programs, not just the stuff that you did. And there is a distinction there. Accomplishments are things that you did and found success in. Activities are things that you just did. Activities are boring to donors. They don't want to know about the new IT system that you put in place. They don't want to know about the HVAC that you added to your building. I have seen these things in annual reports, and it is not of interest to your donors. They don't care. And in fact, it probably will have a negative impact on them. Instead of talking about the accomplishments that you're able to do in the lives of the people that you serve, building a new building uh, might be awesome. And you might want to mention it in your report, but you don't want to focus a whole story on building a new building for your corporate office. Now, if you build a whole new building that's going to house homeless men, then that is a, a success. That's an accomplishment that you want to talk about. But if you're building a building that's going to end up really being overhead, then that is not something that um, is going to excite your donors. Fifth, show gratitude and thank your donors. This is so key. This piece is such a, a great tool to show gratitude and to show thankfulness to your donors. It really builds up the trust in them to, to read these success stories and read these accomplishments that they know that when they gave that dollar, that they helped someone on the other side. And so by telling um, these stories of thankfulness, of gratitude to your donors, you're going to make them feel good about their donation this past year. You're going to make them think about making donations in the future. Six, financials and metrics. So in this part, uh, as I mentioned, you don't want to um, inundate people with data. You've got your audited financial statements. You've got your 990s. All of these things provide a ton of data to people that want to really dig in and find all the detailed information about the financials of your organization. That's not what the annual report is for. You do want your top level financials in there so that they can see the uh, what the money was spent on, you know, what your what your income was, what your expenses were, where you put the money towards. All those things are, are great for donors to understand the financials of the organization, but you really want to be top level. You do not want to get into a ton of details in the annual report. Use your other instruments of communication for that. You can also talk about metrics. You know, we use a lot of infographics to explain both our financials and to explain the metrics of the organization, the number of people we're serving, the, the number of lives that have been changed by donors, you know, the number of accomplishments that, that we've done, the all the metrics that are associated with that. So like graduating communities from extreme poverty, you know, things like that. Um, we use a lot of infographics to help explain that story in a way that is really appetizing for donors that, that are interested in that information. And then finally, number seven, you want to call to action for the next year. What are you going to accomplish over the next year that you really want donors to buy into? You know, we use the annual report as both a looking back piece at what we've done, but also a looking forward piece for what's next. What are we going to accomplish in this next year? Julia, thank you so much for the question about annual reports. It's great timing as we enter into the month of December. You know, a lot of our um, our focus is going to be on end of the year fundraising, but we're going to have this 
little portion of us that's being pulled away to start really thinking and strategizing about our annual reports. And so it's really a great time to really start thinking about what needs to be included in it, who are we going to target with it, and what kind of language do we want to use our annual report. If you want some more information about annual reports, I've got some a couple of articles that I've written on nonprofitdonor.com. If you go to nonprofitdonor.com and search for annual reports, you'll find articles about writing your annual report, about producing it. You'll also find some links to example other annual reports at organizations, some of the better ones I've seen. And I've also created a, a post on there about digital annual reports. There's um, very few organizations that are doing great digital annual reports, but the ones that are are really knocking it out of the park. So if you want to go see some examples of other organizations that have done really fine digital annual reports, then go check out that article on nonprofitdonor.com. Thanks so much for tuning in this week, for asking that question, Julia, and for you guys tuning in. And good luck here as we move into the end of the year fundraising. I hope and pray for you that it goes well, that you're able to raise the necessary funds that you need to during the season. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Nonprofit Answers Podcast. Please take a moment to rate and review this podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcasting service. Your rating and review will help other nonprofit professionals find this podcast to get their nonprofit questions answered. Thanks again.